It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to the Tramplebet Podcast for Saturday the 7th of March 2020. I'm your host John Walker and with me this week is Andy Vaughan. Hello John. And from Fife Club, James McIver. Hello, how are we doing? Hi James. Nice to I've spoken with you lots on the Facebook group. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're making a long-awaited return. Yeah. There's, there's no coincidence that Gordo's not here and I've just slipped in. I know, he, <laughs> his, his position's in danger now. The Patreon... Peter Vaughan, any relation to you, Andy? My little brother. Not so little, he turned 30 last week. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And thank you very much for joining at the top tier. Top tier. Patreon. He wants all the content. That all the good stuff. He just wants to be able to listen to it all. He's a big darts fan. So right, I think, okay. So I think that's helping it. So you've you've basically roped in your own brother by doing content he li- that he would like to listen he to. He listens to it anyway. And he's like, <laughs> How am I gonna do how am I gonna get the darts? I was like, he almost didn't go out for his birthday because it fell on the a night that the Premier League of Darts was on. <laughs> I was like, Pete, we got to the pub and he texts back. He was like, Premier League's on that night. I was like, mate, come on. You're 30 once. <laughs> <laughs> plus, just make, plus, we can find the pub that's got it just, on. Just loves the darts. Yeah, and you joined, Andy. I did. Um, that's, a, that's a really good advert. I, I'm going to do the same. Godler's going to do the same. Because we won't all be involved in the episodes. So I don't do the UFC episodes with you guys. And uh, I would happily give you like guys that. the keys and walk away through the darts, the wrestling, the cycling, yeah, and the baseball, and then Cheltenham next week, I don't really have any interest in doing. So the only way we're going to get the content is if we genuinely join. I need to set up a second account, though, because I'm the account holder and can't join myself. I did say to Gary, I was like, is there any way to give us sort of free access? He's like, no, you can't do it at all. You can't, yeah. you can't gift subscriptions. Well, so anyone looking for a freebie is actually impossible. Even I've had to sign yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> to listen to your own content. To listen to my own content. <laughs> so Wonderful. as a reminder, we have the Facebook group. So to now get access to that, you need to join with the $5 a month tier. If you're already in there, we're not going through an admin and checking people. But it would be lovely if you guys that have been listening for a couple of years just threw a little bit of help our way. If you can. You know, because yeah. you, you, know, you obviously enjoy it and you take part in it. That would be lovely. Um, the $10 tier, you get Andy's cheat sheet, which we have been told is very useful because even I forget sometimes if I've not noted them down properly, I go, I've just listened to that and I know Gordo said something about a Spanish game that wasn't on one of his picks either. So we've got that. And also you'll get a wee bonus. It's roughly what 10, 15 minutes extra episode where we chuck a few extra tips in. Where my bankers have been doing better than the actual fucking the actual podcast, ones on the which show, is yeah. really frustrating. Then for the fifteen dollar tier, which is gold member, which That's is everything. everything. So stuff we've got coming up in that. We've got Premier Leagues of Darts this week. We have the extra, which is from the ten dollar UFC two four eight. We've got the full Cheltenham card Premier League Darts next week. A Major League Baseball season preview. Four more Premier League darts nights, and there is other UFC fight nights to come as well. And that's all just in March. You yeah. then go into like golf <laughs> yes. season in April, that's, where I'll do all the majors. And... That, that's a very good point. That's all just the next four weeks. <laughs> a coronavirus pending. 
for Cheltenham. I'll Bro- still be doing podcasts regardless. I don't think <laughs> this horse would have won. I don't think the journey into the West End is well. They did cancel uh, Cheltenham a few years back, but that was foot and mouth. Yes. Yeah. So you know, as long as the horses are going to be okay, they can't get coronavirus. Yeah. Let it roll. <laughs> so just a reminder: five dollars just support and access to the Facebook group. Ten dollars Andy's cheat sheet access to the Facebook group, and a little bit extra episode of the football picks. Fifteen dollar. All of the below we've just mentioned, and also Premier League darts, Cheltenham, UFC, any boxing, any cycling, baseball preview, golf. wrestling, golf, tennis when it starts back up, anything you can imagine. It. This is the other thing that we've said to people. Who have oh, and uh, the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> yes, I yes. am so involved in that every year. I love it. And as a result of my partner, probably going to look if there's any RuPaul bets every week because oh, I'm, really? I'm really? just obsessed with it. I won money in Broadchurch one year, so you can do this. Oh, totally. Get the bake off on the go. <laughs> I, I don't know enough about that. We'll, we'll need to start getting in special guests. James, are you a Eurovision man? I'll, I'll take in, yeah. I'll okay. partake. Right, I'm not bad. This, we... this episode's forming up nicely. I feel, like, I feel like for that to work, what we definitely need to do, though, is do a live review of it. Together. As it goes. Tremendous. Yeah, we need to do that. So that, that, that'll be something we've just added right there. The other thing we have said to the people who have joined the Patreon... As if there's sports that you're into and events that you're into, guys, you're the paying customer. By all means, go. You know, I'd like you to do something on rugby, something on Australian rules. If it's something we can find on TV and find enough information for and follow stats, we'll do it for you. Yeah. If you're a paying customer, we'll bend to your will. That's the, that's the sales pitch done. So now, Andy, this is the bad news. We're going into last week's picks. I had a disaster of a week. It happens. It's it got, does happen. It was yeah. my first zero four, I think, this year. Well, definitely this in twenty twenty, but I think since it's the season. beginning of the season, it's got to be the season. Um, yeah. And it started with Odensey. Well, actually, this was the last match. I thought my banker might help me out. <laughs> Odensey versus Silkeborg it took an Odensey win at uh, eleven to twenty. They went one 0 up with a penalty in the first half. They were all over them. Silkeborg didn't have a shot until the seventieth minute. A shot that went in, one each, and then it was just all Odensey for the last twenty minutes. Too little, too late couldn't get the goal they should they should have been two or three plus up and just never took the chance to do it it was just one of those games it's really really irritating but you and gordo yeah my banker sailed in so over 1.5 ibar made it 2-0 after 46 minutes so i was i was glad because i was walking out on the football pitch with my team ready to set up the warm-up and i was like got the goal up for it went good i'm now totally focused on football because the football's taken care of yeah, <laughs> that, that's the nice thing about overs market betting. Once it's done, it's done. It's done, yes. it's done. Yeah. It's like it's someone to score any time or something like you this. You just sit would... back and relax as soon as it comes in. Once it's in, you're finished. It's Before beautiful. we'd even started, Gordo had a fucking immense French Friday night. He had night. a great yeah. Friday night. So get... I thought everything was looking so pretty and then I went and fucked it all up this week. <laughs> he get, he his banker, uh, Bologna 4, Ajaccio 1, yep. which Gary put on the description as Lazio v Bologna, which confused me when I was looking for the bankers. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why your cheat sheet is Sign required. Up. Yeah, <laughs> and look at the cheat sheet. Do you know what? We should just force Gary to do mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep people honest. <laughs> and his value was Avranches to beat Caveri on. It was 3-2. That was an even money in. Um, your value was the game that should have been cancelled by Corona. Corona, yeah. So I had Gambo Zaka, um, or I wanted Gambo Zaka in the Japanese league. The J-League is off for at least a fortnight. Um, they only played the opening game as well. Yeah. One game, and then we're postponing all future fixtures. So instead, I went to Empoli in, in Italy. And again, this should have been off for coronavirus. It got put back on late in the day. Empoli did not win this game. They could beat 1 0. 
And more annoyingly went away last night and won three. And they went and won yeah. midweek. Yeah. <laughs> so they're back. They're back to winning ways. It was just a a little blip, especially for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my value was was strolled in at a ninety fourth minute uh, Melbourne victory <laughs> winner. <laughs> see, that's great though. See if see if you're not up early enough to watch those games. You just check your phone and go a oh, solid win. Well, I was well, yeah. I was I was watching Easy. it. I was watching it and getting ready to go to football. So it was like, what the, I think it was the half eight kickoff, so it was half ten. So I was getting up 93rd minute, ball went out for a goal kick, and I went, right, cool, shower. And came back out to an alert, and your message saying, that was easy. <laughs> I was like, fucking yes, man. Um, my outsider, Granada versus Celta Vigo, which went out. So we were yeah, it did. whether it, really it counted as an outsider. Yeah. At the time of kickoff, it definitely did, because it went out further than 2 to 1, and Celta Vigo were strong favourites. Granada had a lot of chances, but no, no, didn't get it in. Um, your one was a wee bit of that video you sent us. Jesus Christ. <laughs> of Forest players trying to kick the ball. The air air shots. Like, oh, oh it was, it was Middlesbrough 2, Forest 2. So I actually ended up making good money in play on this game by rebacking Forest for the, the draw or win right. when they went behind. Um, but yeah, they were 1 0 up cruising, and Middlesbrough scored twice in the last five minutes of the first half. Yeah. Did you watch it, James? Yeah. I saw a little bit of it there. It was such a quick turnaround out of nowhere because it, it was all in the forest for most yeah. of the game. And then fully just, deserved for that yeah, five minutes, though. Middlesbrough totally. were lights out for about 10 minutes in which they got two goals. And then the second half was just forest battering them. Yeah. And they eventually got what I think was a really nice little goal at the end. Yeah. And if they had VAR, maybe would have ruled it off. Yeah. Because he's backing into the goalie slightly. It's not a foul. But you know how they just goalie get these decisions all the time. So that one was really close. I, I still think Forest odds of two at one were massive there. Uh, Godders outsider was Alberg away to Copenhagen, which seemed like a really stupid pick after Copenhagen went and knocked out Celtic <laughs> successfully in the Europa League, and they were three 0 up at one point, strolling, yes. and then Alberg scored two goals in what, ninety seconds or something. Aye, it was boom boom, <laughs> and, then, and then there was going, fifteen minutes to oh, go. Going, God, hmm. God, this is yeah. interesting. Clearly, they listened to the podcast though, because you had Alberg as outsider, and then you guys completely wrote them off against Celtic right off the back of that. It's just like. <laughs> You you did, other yeah, people, other did. people wrote them. <laughs> I actually backed them in a double with uh, Arsenal. That yeah, was, that was your mistake. That yeah. was mistake. <laughs> Don't include Arsenal in anything. Never it's Arsenal. Just heartbreaking. Um, and the charity was terrible. Um, I had Falkirk away at Clyde. They lost three two. I had Dundee United away at Dunfermline. James, I was nothing bad g- about that. To be honest, <laughs> I was at the game. It was a deserved two 0 win for oh, Dunfermline. Yeah. Like easy. Like y- were you at the game? Nah, I was working at the time, but I was hearing all like. The, the kind of reviews of it and everything going on we we had we were absolutely quality for most of the game yeah you were yeah you missed yeah. a good one as a Dunfermline fan yeah. it was a well deserved 2-0 win against the team that are going to run out as and champions a much needed one as well because our season's sort of been stagnant for quite a wee while especially at home we always seem to get like one or two wins and then it just falls apart mm. for weeks and weeks so a result against Dundee United who's pretty much had our number at East End Park for years yeah. <laughs> that's got to be a confidence boost for that I'm hoping for a push to the playoffs but maybe a little bit too little too late mm, I don't know is it it's everyone still quite can, tight. Everyone can take points off yeah, everyone else. So absolutely. you get on a wee run, suddenly you're right up there. It's weird you saying that because Dundee United have had Dunfermline's number. We're just one of those teams that beat Dunfermline. Yeah. yeah. But travelling to Air, as I did last night for Dundee United versus Air, <laughs> Air are just a team that have our number. We've yeah. scored once in our last seven games there. That's because Lawrence Shanklin doesn't want to score against his old club. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lawrence Shanklin wasn't getting any opportunity because no crosses came in. <laughs> 
Um, and see if you had a better week, you'd be able to drive home. How oh, bad if, I had God a, if I had a better week, I would have been all over this. <laughs> <laughs> so Gordo took United draw with Magdeburg, and what was it? Two each with six to eight minutes gone. Right, a very false two each right? because because <laughs> Magdeburg scored a goal just before half time to go three one up. It got disallowed. Right, they had everything in the game, and then Yena got the equaliser in the sixty eighth minute, and that just pissed Magdeburg off. They went one six two. Was it 6-2 in the end? Yeah, I'm still get this noted as 5-2. No, 6-2. Six, six, oh, so it's worse. That is definitely rivaling the 8-1. Well, the thing I would say about the 8-1 was it was, was, was 16-1. to one, yeah. right? It was a 16-1 to one outsider. This was 3-1 and he was very confident. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was giving me... <laughs> re-listened to last week, he was giving me jip about opposing this. I mean, I liked it, to be honest, at the time, but that was pretty fucking awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. The thing about the charity bet is we do it as a treble, so as soon as one loses, it's all, it's all over, yeah. The rest is done. So that was last week's picks for Saturday 28th so of February. Thank you, John, and thank you, Gordo, for a very good week for you two that meant the show had a good week while I helped out zero. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. So we move on to Scots Abroad. The champion of this is the champion of the whole reason we do this. Yeah. Um, Mr. Ryan Gold. Class. Oh, so good. Friends are free, academical VSO won. 90 minutes, played the full 90. Got a hat trick, scored two penalties. Two, two were penalties, but still. Both were fucking lovely penalties, yeah. though. And a lovely near post header. He made that run that Freddie Lundberg made so many times in his Arsenal career. Left to right, near post. Good cross, good header, good finish. So, to clarify, he's not club captain. The club captain was injured for five weeks. So he was temporary standing yes. interim captain. So he's yeah. vice captain now because when he scored the first penalty, I was like, his armband's not on anymore. But I checked it and the guy who is captain was missing for five games. Right. So he's not club captain, but he is vice captain. He did yeah. score a hat-trick. They're now joint top. They're eight points clear, but they're eight points clear of promotion for about five teams who are all on like 38, 37 and 36 yeah. points. So it's looking pretty cushy for them now. But. As, but it's not even just keeping that bay one one team for promotion. There's fucking like four of them stacked, ready Aye. to take places. Um, but they're on really good form now. After losing three out of four when they came back from the break, that's them now won four out of five and drawn one. So they're pretty much in good form again. National are dropping a little bit. They are dropping points away from home. But um, I'm all over this. The, the form is unbelievable. And we've done the same thing with Shankland on this form. The Portuguese second division has to be at a level par of the Scottish second tier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely must be. It has to be. We're in a situation where John McGinn is missing, Ryan Jack is injured, McTominay's just coming back from injury. We do not... Ryan Christie was injured and then suspended, so he's only played three games out of seven for Celtic. James Forrest is not in form. Ryan Fraser is not in form for Bournemouth. There is a severe lack... You're talking... John Fleck should walk into the team for a start, but he's not part of Scots Abroad, so we'll focus on Ryan Gold. Ryan Gold can do no more where he is just now. No, he's yeah doing to, the absolute best job to get in possible. that Scotland squad. Yeah. And for anyone who watches the way Forensa play, it's two banks of four, keeping it tight, and it's one floating behind a good striker. How many Scotland games have you watched where it is just that? Yeah. And you need one midfielder. Good striker, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Don't remember Ollie Burke. <laughs> 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 You need, if you're going to have that kind of basis of four, 
where it's solid and back four as well. There needs to be one midfielder that has a bit of class. That's okay if John McGinn's fit because John McGinn's fantastic driving with the ball. Mm. He, he really fucking is. John McGinn is not an option. Yeah, He's lucky if he's going to play an hour for Aston Villa before the international break. So Steve Clark can not call him up. Ryan Jackson off a hamstring injury. He played well in the last internationals. He's not available. Rangers aren't going to let him be available because at most he's going to play one more game. Uh-huh. Ryan Gold for me, I don't know how many more times he can be overlooked. Now, we did this with Liam Henderson. It was the wrong time. Ryan Gold has scored seven goals in five games and set, and set up four. And sitting joint top of the table. Yeah. I don't know. If he's overlooked again, I don't know if he can ever get in the squad. Like for me, I don't know what he has to do because he's 20, just turned 24. I mean, the argument, I guess, would be he needs to play at a higher level. Yeah, but that was that was a Shankland argument. I know, for I me. know. Yeah. Um, Stephen Naismith got in a squad without fucking playing for 10 months. Sometimes it's like going to the right league, though. Like, Gold going to Portugal. Portugal seems to work really nice for him because he came up and played for Hebs last season. It just didn't really gel as well as it could have. No, as soon as he goes to Ferenc, he's been in incredible form. He, he, will, he will never come back to nah. Scotland. Never. It doesn't. It doesn't gel doesn't with him that suit well. his style of play. Um, the fact that he pulled his hamstring two games into his hips means that he probably didn't suit training. Yeah. Or the weather. There's something that didn't work right. But for me, the form he's in just now, there's no better time to get him in the team. And we are desperately in need of some sort of creative midfielder. You were going to talk about Billy Gilmore. Yeah, Billy Gilmore playing for Chelsea last night for Liverpool. We understand that's not abroad, but it's relevant to what yeah, we're just talking talk about. He had an absolutely incredible game last night against Liverpool he was all over the pitch he was making all kinds of interceptions getting you taking on like top tier players for Liverpool that are trying to push on he was just getting in the way of them he had no fear he just committed to every challenge and he's doing nice blips of controlling the game as well not just pushing forward but just holding the ball getting it to another player and just keep keeping it at bay and he just seems like for a young player his age looks so comfortable against a team like Liverpool and a game like that at Stamford Bridge where you know what this is our last chance to maybe win any silverware this season so there's a lot of pressure on that one he was a, arguably the best man on the pitch that whole game he was man of the match yeah. he was yeah. best player in the park the only issue for me was Billy Gilmore left Rangers on a specific reason it was Rangers were ready to play him at yeah. 15 that was the deal Rangers Rangers were in dire straits and Murray was ready to start him because the midfield options were fucking yeah. awful Billy Gilmore and his agent went, This is, there's a risk here that we play football too early and we get fucked. Which is partly why Ryan Gold chose to go abroad yep. because he'd be playing, if he'd stayed in the UK, he'd be fucked. Yeah. He had options to stay in the UK and go down south. Billy Gilmore, for me, he's under 21 captain. I would never take him out of the under 21 squad. He's far too important for that. He's still only 19, he's just turned 19. I also don't think Chelsea will have his development playing first team international football judging by the fact he started two games this season and it was Man United in the cup and Liverpool in the cup last night and at Liverpool um, what Fabinho of the three were the only ones that I reckon Lana was playing and yeah. uh, one of the other younger boys that's played well in the, pre- the Everton game that scored the screamer he was playing in midfield so it wasn't Liverpool's best midfield but by all accounts you could do that in the ball against any team it, yeah. it, was, it was phenomenal but I would very much be championing the fact that he stays in the under 21s because we've got a really good chance of getting out of that group with Croatia in it he needs to be there yeah um, but yeah with scarcity back to Ryan Gold it, <laughs> he whatever the call I think it's like next week the squad's decided yeah 
if he can't get called up now, he's really in a situation where I don't think he's ever going to play for Scotland. Like, I really can't see where. Because you are getting to a point where Billy Gilmore, Dean Campbell and uh, Lewis Ferguson are all oh, coming through that under 21. Yeah. And you go, it's the Betty Vote scenario. It's like, at some point, you just have to write off everything everyone and go, and go you know what start again 28 year olds is too much now we need to just bring through everyone else we need to just start 21 start again fresh. and try and get a squad that can get just one tournament out of that squad where they can push through but yeah that's the the ryan gold loving other scots abroad ziggy gordon had a fucking howling week Aye. um that's now their seventh defeat in a row they've went back to the central coast of old of last season yeah, yeah. western united who are the new franchise one six two um, Diamante was pretty much involved in everything Diamante is one of those players like I talk about Castro he's the Italian Castro in that league he's fucking delightful left footed see now you say somebody's class and they've got a left foot you already know that you can already picture him taking a free kick yep uh, he set up the opener beautiful free kick it was uh, Bircher's header um, there's a couple of lovely goals from Burgess in that game but um, the standout goal was actually Central Coast Stenzis goal uh, bicycle kick from about 10 yards but yeah, they're they're in trouble. They're in big, big trouble. The only thing is they can't get relegated, so it's franchises. It's not massive. Yeah. Not massively in trouble. Um the, the starting again of the MLS is drawing interest for Scots abroad because you've got Johnny Russell, Lewis Morgan, who have you got that didn't really feature? Gary Mackay Stevens, Chris Cadens, you've got people out there. Um Johnny Russell played seventy minutes, Sporting Kansas won their opening game three one away to Vancouver. Um probably could have scored back post volley. Yeah. Uh, at 2-1 they won 3-1 just a really good game standout goal was I think Hurtado scored the third one uh, similar to Johnny Russell's chance on the other side um, Lewis Morgan no pressure for into Miami wearing David Beckham's number 7 um, could have had 3 assists like that was the wee Sky Sports clip we shared 3 of his corners went straight on somebody's head that should have been scored which would have been really nice for us to continue just getting a wee bit of highlight still credit the assist yeah, yeah. not his fault it didn't go in <laughs> You've already mentioned them play losing to Pordenone. Liam yep. Henderson played 90 minutes. Played 90 minutes last night. Got another yellow card last night. But again, no highlights from either. Um, players that didn't really feature. Oli Burke, uh, Alaves drew 1-1 away to Leganes. He was a late sub. Jordan Holsgrove didn't play, but uh, Belerez lost 2-0 away to Hihon B. But he's still top by 8 points. Charlie Gilmore didn't feature. The only reason I mention it is because I, Young Ajax drew 2-2 with Telstar. But our man, uh, Kershus, scored another double. So... Someday, by that someday I mean Rangers, <laughs> need to seriously look at this 24-year-old playing in the Dutch second division. That's him now get 24 goals in 22 games. That's an impressive and as I keep mentioning, yeah. one of them did come against Ajax in the cup. So he can score against anyone. And we've said this with Lawrence Shankland. Scoring goals is scoring goals. Yep. If you know how to do it, you know how to do it. As long as you get the supply from the right people, you don't forget how to put the fucking ball oh, in the net in a game exa- of football. Exactly. And he's got all the attributes. He's big, he's strong, he's uh, fast. I just really enjoy him. Lana Cleland for Fiorentina Women. All their games have been postponed, even though the Italian league was back on. The women's league is postponed. So she's waiting on a quarterfinal second leg against AC Milan. And Gary McKay-Stevens versus Chris Cadence. So the opening day with Columbus Crew versus New York City, which is Gary McKay-Stevens, New York City versus... Chris Cadden, Columbus Crew. Uh, Chris Cadden came on late on for the winners, Columbus Crew 1-0, but no highlights of either of them because it was so few. Our sponsor player, um, Jamie Barjonas, didn't feature because uh, Party Fizzle didn't play the weekend and Troon drew one each week winning. Carlo Monte played, didn't score, but they're still top of the league by, I think, nine points just now. So hopefully at the end of the season we have something good. As long as Party Fizzle don't get relegated, that would be like a, a strong it's season. Very possible. I oh, know. Yeah. 
Very. Like, even part- and their, ne- their next game's away at Tannadice. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to feature coming up? No. No, you still got I think Dundee United are in that position now that a lot of the players maybe subconsciously think the work has been done. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, just a case of, the finishing line it's just a case of a few draws here or there, and maybe a right. win. Doesn't matter if we lose some games, which is annoying as a fan because we yeah. want to we, we want to win every game like we were doing earlier in the season. And this is one thing that makes me slightly hesitant about about backing Benevento now, because while we love them in this podcast, they are so far ahead right, in the okay. Serie B that I think there'll come a time that you know they coast into the finish line, but they've not done it yet. Yeah, and it can happen to anyone. They would have Dundee United, Liverpool. Liverpool, Liverpool as well. Yeah, so no one's invincible to this happening this season it's it's I lost my train of thought but it's <laughs> it's it's switching off now it's like turn off the gears again it's a little bit different for teams like Dundee United where there's not that much left to play for whereas Liverpool they've got the Champions League they did have the FA Cup until well, Chelsea got a hold of them yeah. so sometimes if your focus is on other places you can kind of forgive it a wee bit whereas if your only focus is the league there's no reason why you should be switching off there should be something that we addressed folk forget I always remember Adrian Durham doing this fucking baiting on Arsenal fans folk forget how close Arsenal were in their invincible season to having a fucking Man United season yeah they get knocked out by Chelsea in the quarterfinals with a late goal in the Champions League. Yeah. Man, you beat them in the semi-finals with a Paul Scholes goal when Arsenal fucking pummeled them in Aston Villa's ground and also they went unbeaten for a full season. But Arsenal had that same week Liverpool had. They get knocked out the FA Cup. They get knocked out the Champions League by Chelsea. And then I remember they played Liverpool on Good Friday and they were 2-1 down at half-time. And it was then by that Henri goal where he sends fucking Carragher Haman with a feint and fucking four of them run the other way. And he sides foot. Arsenal were that close. Like it was the, that two one game. Liverpool could have been at five up to go an invincible season. It's, you, it's, you need luck in your side. Yeah. You need to be absolute quality, but then you also need that little bit of luck. For the record, I've always said that Man City's record wins, record points, and Liverpool will break the records this season as well. Is way more impressive than going unbeaten a full season. Yeah, but going unbeaten a full season is harder. Yes, you don't you need, need you, don't, you don't need to be better, but it's harder. Yeah, because yeah. Arsenal drew a fucking shit ton of games where they knew. Just don't lose these games. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's just about surviving. Yeah. If Liverpool were really interested in going unbeaten, they could have went to Watford with a stronger defensive side. But they went to go and win the game comfortably because that's the way they've been playing the whole season. On Scots Abroad, we've done the interview with Rachel Corsi, who is the Scotland Women's National Team captain. That'll be out just after this episode. So it'll be out about Sunday, Monday time. They're currently on international duty in the Pinatar Cup over in Spain. So look out for that. Even if you're not interested in the Scots Abroad interviews, Going to share, retweet it, yeah. just to get it expanded. There's, there's always some good stuff in these interviews because yeah. you never know what they're going to say or where they're going to take it or what little like amusing stories you're going to yeah. get from. And she has a really fascinating life because she came through in the women's game before there was any like really option at going professional. Yep. So she has fucking two careers going simultaneously at that point. So it's a really good interview. People enjoy it. And point out, it's the fucking only person that I really it's a Scottish national team captain that's been at a World Cup and a Euros cherish that even even if you're not a big fan of the women's game it's a fucking massive achievement for this country we'll go on to this week's picks now for Saturday the 7th of March 2020 James we'll let you lead because you are the guest alright 
Okay, so and I, and I like your picks. I, I quite fancy mine this week actually. So for my banker, uh, I'm going to go to Scottish League One on Saturday at three p.m. It's Falkirk versus Peterhead. Uh, I'm going to go with the home team Falkirk at four to eleven that you're getting them. Uh, Falkirk they are coming off of a couple of not so great results. They lost at Clyde at the weekend. They did draw at Wraith Rovers, but those were away from home. Falkirk's not so great away from home, but where Falkirk do their business is at home. I, I said the last time I was here back in September, I called Falkirk a brick wall at home, and they really are. They do a lot of damage to teams, and teams like Peterhead, where they don't win at all away from home generally, this is a team that they like to get a hold of. And it's a good boost for them. They're still in that chase for promotion. Uh, so they're the best home team in the league against the second worst... Well second worst away team it's not it's not looking good uh, Peerhead consistently lose away at home away from home this season they've only won two wins and had one draw away from home all season right, okay that is a brutal kind of example of how bad they are away from home uh, Falkirk they're the highest scoring team they've scored 51 goals in the league this season they've only conceded 18 7 32 of those goals have come from home games and they've only conceded five times and right so that's a big one as well they don't concede a lot of goals um, I really like it. So Peterhead have lost nine of the last ten away yeah. as well. They are fucking garbage. Awful. Four eleven's huge in yeah. this spot. That, I mean, that's that's exactly. See if, you, see if you read out all that information and didn't include the team names, you'd go. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. As a home win every day, it yeah. doesn't matter who that is. Totally. This is one hundred percent a bet against Peterhead's away form. Yeah, because it's that bad. Well, I noticed that with Falkirk. I took Falkirk away to Clyde from a charity bet, and I did know that Falkirk draw a lot of away games. Yeah. And as a result, obviously, was aware that a lot of their points are gained at home. Um, I really like it I would be also looking at Falkirk to win over 2.5 goals and also Falkirk minus 1 because I think Peterhead are just that bad Yeah, um, my banker I've pulled in Andy so I, I can no longer slag you for this Aye, gone, <laughs> exactly. but it's the exact same reasoning you gave for doing this I'm going Liverpool at home to Bournemouth because there is no fucking way this should be 1-4 with Bolton Hills no, no. this is awful Liverpool of what won every game at home this season in the league yeah Bournemouth have lost nine of the last ten away. Aye. You're getting Liverpool at one to four. That's ma- madness. I remember Man City were away to Norwich start the season and they were one to twelve to win away at Norwich and Norwich beat them. Norwich beat them one to twelve. One yeah. to twelve yeah, to yeah. win away from home to Norwich and Liverpool at home at Bournemouth, who are home. arguably the worst side away from home in this league. They're at home. And they're gonna they're gonna want to bounce back. Yes, they yeah. need to. Of course they will. I don't know if they're thinking because Liverpool have got a flat grid the following week that they'll rest Liverpool's bread and butter needs to be to win this fucking Premier League yeah. they're not interested and in to bounce straight back and shut people up so I've even just checked before we started it's still 1-4 to four on William Hill that's huge That's it's that's crazy. it makes no sense to me and that is why I've taken it I'm actually in the English Premier League as well on Saturday I am taking Wolves at home to Brighton Wolves have been very very good of late uh, they've taken 8 points from the last 5 um, they're now 5th in the Premier League I don't think many people would have had them as fifth at the beginning of the season come this stage. Brighton only have three points from their last five games. They're in 15th on 28 points, but that's only one point above Bournemouth in 18th place, so that relegation slot, they're only one point above it. Brighton have only won one of their last 13 away games, so I think I'm doing exactly what you've just done, John, and what you've done, James. <laughs> they're not good away from home at all. That uh, You'll remember that when it was away at Arsenal uh, yes. in December. Mopey. Wolves have only lost twice in their last 16 home games. Pretty phenomenal run. Most recently, it's included a 4-0 win against Espanyol and a 3-0 win against Norwich. The two meetings in 2019 between the clubs ended in draws. 
But I think Wolves are a much different prospect yeah. now. And Brighton as well. And Brighton are a much different prospect Graham as Potter well. plays probably too much football. Yeah. And, and it, do you know what? It's I'm probably about because of the teams I've followed with Rangers and Arsenal, I've never been a team that's really had a mid-table or relegation side. So I've always been a bit of a purist going, why would you not just play football? Why would you not just play football? Why does Chris Hutton have to play a defensive style of football? And then they get a manager in who wants to play that way. And you go, they're probably merit in it. It's to Tony Pulis. Like, nobody can take over a Tony Pulis squad because you're fucked. Oh, you're fucked. Yeah. You have, it's, it's designs and it can do one thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, can we just point out something? This has been on... I've been down a, a, like a, a rabbit hole of Ryan Gold information and obviously totally forgot of the Ian Caffrell interjection in his whole career. Aye. So Ian Caffrell found him at Brecon, took him to Dundee United, yep. was his youth coach at Dundee United. Then he moved out to Portugal whilst Ryan Gold was still at Thingway. And then him moving to Portugal was such a big influence from Ian Caffrell, who was at Rio Ave at the time, moving to Valencia. Ian Caffrell's Will's first team head coach. Yeah. And that, that that guy who could... Don't get me wrong, see for hearts, I agree that he was the wrong personality. But Personality, correct. Yeah. But, but a lot of that's, I would say, the player's fault. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I think in dressing rooms, there's a bit of, you've never been here and done this, I'm not listening to you, you're far too young, look at you with your laptop. Players, yeah. Joey Barton said the exact same thing about Steve McLaren. Said he could not manage a dressing room, but he's the best coach he's ever had. Steve uh, David Beckham said the exact same thing about him. Poor manager, amazing coach. Wolves play phenomenal football. They do. And Ian Jota Ca- and Jimenez are scoring now. Yes. Yeah. Ian Caffrell was at Newcastle as well under Benitez. He, he was at Valencia he's got a fucking amazing track record it was just a wee note like if we're going to be proud of Scottish people doing anything he's part of a fucking amazing team just now and I think they'll win at the weekend and they are 4-6 yes I think they'll pummel them 4-6 uh, let me let me repeat that that's huge that's value it is it's great value but he's my banker this week uh, Gordo's in France so it's GFC Ajaccio versus Pau and he's taking the double chance, double draw chance. or away. So double that's pal or draw. Yes, one to four. It's a solid pick. I've just gotten my notes. No need to go further, but have you got Gordo's notes there? Yeah, he says power top of the league. Um, GFC have been very poor. Pal just beat Dunkirk. So, you know, not how much he backs Dunkirk. So if anyone gets a result against them, they go straight to the top of the list. <laughs> it's it's one of the top teams against the worst, one of the uh, the second worst home team. And you're yeah. getting the double chance. Yes. One to four is good. So anything other than an Ajaccio win, one to four. Yeah. Your value? So my value is in La Liga in Spain on Sunday at 8pm. It's Betis versus Real Madrid. I'm going to go with the away team, Real Madrid. You're getting them at four to five uh, to win. Real Madrid are top of the league just now. Uh, they've not been on the best of form in general. Betis haven't won a game in all competitions in the last seven games. Madrid, did win two of their last six. The last one was actually the 2-0 win at Barcelona. So that's quite a strong win. A lot of their winning at Real Madrid just now is away from home for that. They're the best team away from home this season. Uh, it's quite tight at the top of the league as well. There's only a point in it between Real Madrid and Barcelona. So I would expect a strong side from Real Madrid to put this forward. Uh, what else did I say as well? It doesn't. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those teams where... Top of the league against 14th. It's quite a big gap between the two sides. And Real Madrid are starting to get their scoring boots on again as well. So I'd be quite comfortable with taking Real Madrid away from home because a lot of their seasons come from away wins this season. They've not been the sharpest at home. Yeah. But away, they've been much more comfortable. And it's, it's paying the, the dividends for them this season. I like it just on the odds, to be honest, because yeah. I've watched them against Barcelona. And I get that Barcelona have no Suarez. Um, they look a wee bit disjointed with the way they're playing because watching that game I, I don't know where Messi was yeah. but 
there, there does come a point in time where I can't believe I'm actually saying this. I think he's been let to do whatever the fuck he wanted for far too long and now no longer knows how to play as part of a team sometimes. Yeah. He dropped, you've got Busquets, De Jong, uh, Arturo in that midfield. You don't need another person coming in the midfield, especially when you've not got a Suarez and you're playing centre forward. Yeah. You need to be staying in the final third. And any time he came in, Ramos followed him. So it wasn't even like he was getting an overload. And it should have taken... Like, Graham Hunter was on... Graham Hunter's a massive Barcelona fan. And he was sitting going, Messi needs to stop coming into the midfield. It's closing the whole game. And Real Madrid just dominated. Yeah, they, they just good. told Ramos not to let Messi go anywhere. You follow him around the pitch, no matter what position you end up in. As long as you're close to Messi, we're good. And if he does get by you, take him down. Yeah, um, so really poor but I was so impressed with Real Madrid I was so impressed with their front three with um, Benzema and <laughs> Vasquez when he came on and who's Vinicius Junior that's so, the, that, oh, he's been he is getting fucking better amazing, and better man. as it goes he's he an exciting player to he's watch he's so fast and that game got stretched I'm just thinking Betis maybe on the counter attack if that boy plays yeah. he will tear them to shreds man He'll be um, so Real Madrid away to Betis just under evens yeah 4-5 to five. Um my value is on Monday night and it's a team I can't say. So it's SC Sferenza away at Lexios. No idea how to say it. It was previously Nationale to beat Benfica B, but I've changed it because the odds have now completely slashed. So Nationale are now my charity pick. But Ferenza away are 2-1. to one. That's huge for a team that's doing so well. But I'm sticking with it. So it's the best away team versus a team that have dropped 19 points at home this season. Um, they've scored 10 goals, conceded 10 goals out of 12 at home. So not big scorers. Frenza are just far and away the most attractive team in the league. Um, as I mentioned, Ryan Gold, they've got their captain back from injury now as well. So they should be going strength to strength. This was always going to be either my charity or my value. I cannot believe I'm getting 2-1. That's massive. Yeah, so I'm all over it. Um, again... Lexus, they don't you, you've play. had shorter outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's 21 to 10, so it's even more than 2 to 1 you're getting. I suspect that will change, but as it stands right now, you're getting 21 to 10 for SC Forenza, who are joint top, and Lexus are 8th in the league, but they are like, I think they're bang in the middle of the home form. They are not a great side. They've dropped more points than they've gained at home. I'm in Germany in the Bundesliga Zwei Saturday at noon. It's Heidenheim against Karlsruhe. So Heidenheim are fourth place. Karlsruhe currently in 16th place. So that's a relegation spot just now. Um, I like a home win here. Karls- um, Heidenheim's home form has been great and Karlsruhe's have really lacked form on the road. Heidenheim are 11 matches without a home loss. Eight of them have been wins, so only three draws. They've taken 22 points from 12 home games this season. Karlsruhe have lost four of their last five away matches, taking a total of 11 points away from home this season. I think with that home record against that away record and also the respective places in the league, this is a pretty comfortable home win. And you're getting Heidenheim at even money. Straight up 1-1. My only one that doesn't matter, and it's, it's an anomaly in their, their away team. They beat Sandhausen away, who are pretty decent home, but it's a total anomaly yeah, in their form, so... Like I'm so like, maybe they've had their yeah, maybe they've, they've had, had their shot. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, but that was the only thing I was going like, how did they get that fucking result? But then I went and looked back at all their form and I went, no, that, that result is an outlier. I the like the form. I like the even money price. Yeah. Mm. Um Gordo's value is Dunfermline at home at Queen of the South. Ah, James, <laughs> you can uh, just probably under say evens, so here. but on you go. They're playing tonight, which is why I've reserved in judgment. I've just got yeah. a note saying. So he's take, he's taking Dunfermline at four to five. 
I would I would go with that. They had again a good result against Dundee United. But as I said earlier on in the podcast, it's like my worry is that we do a good couple of results at home and then we drop off for a few games. So it depends on if that Dundee United result puts the tails up a little bit there. I hope so. Again, it will depend on tonight as well. A good result tonight would push that in the right direction. We're kind of a team where at the we're kind of at the beginning of the season we have a good few good results. Then in the middle it all just falls apart. And then towards the end we get some good results and just at the right time just to maybe slip into the playoffs a wee bit there. So it's a good shout. I reckon I like it as a bit as a value yeah, for that. You would. <laughs> I was, I went, the thing is, I wouldn't bet against my team, but at the same time, as when it comes to stuff like this, I ah, you wouldn't bet nec- on them. Yeah, yeah, you That's, wouldn't necessarily advise others. To, uh, yeah, if, totally. you, if you're as a dumb family, I would steer clear of it. But if you're like looking at this, you fancy it, go for it by all means. Like, uh, I, I really do like it as a, as the odds. So from, from really what good. I saw on Saturday. Yeah, Dunfermline very they merited their two 0 win against Dundee United and they played well, so I can't I can't argue against this. So James, you're outsider. So my outsider, I'm going to English League One uh, Saturday at three p.m. It's Ipswich versus Coventry. I'm going for the wayside Coventry. You're getting them at seventy four, but I would say have a shop around because some places are giving you two to one for Coventry, which I think is a brilliant price when you're looking at the, the places that they are. Coventry's first place against Knights, but place Ipswich, Ipswich aren't looking too good just now they're on a bit of a slump they've lost three in a row and two of those games are away from home whereas you're looking at Coventry one of the better sides away from home this season uh, third best away side away from home they're on an absolutely terrific run of form just now they've not lost a game in 2020 apart from one game against Birmingham in the cup and that was at penalties so they're taking teams above them in the leagues and taking them the distance they're a very difficult side to beat away from home they like scoring their goals it's for Ipswich run of form, it's I like the price because it's a bet against them. They're not looking good just now. Even the couple of wins they had before their three three in the spin loss, they were still losing quite a lot of games home and away. Whereas Coventry have been very consistent over the past couple of months. So looking at that, it's hard to kind of go anywhere other than Coventry. They're on a push for promotion now. They're very, very close to getting the job done. So I can't see it being any other way. As an outsider, I really like it. Yeah. Just on the Ipswich, having only won three games out of ten away from uh, home just now is just fucking horrendous. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it makes sense to go for Coventry in this. The odds are good. If you can get 2-1 in Coventry, that's really fucking impressive. Um, I'm, I'm quite content with that one. I think that's probably the most, probably one of the strongest outsiders we've had in a while. I think Ipswich are fucking terrible, man. Yeah. And I know this because I tipped them for promotion with Paul Lambert at the job and was like, I'm going to watch it for their results and very quickly get disinterested. <laughs> <laughs> um, my outsider is a tactical one and I'll throw in the caveat of check the fucking lineups before the game. Strasbourg at home to Paris Saint-Germain in the league. PSG at 18 points clear in the league. They will have Real Madrid in the Champions League four days later. And as we see, when I took them to win away to Amiens as one of my bankers on the extra picks, they rested and left at home 12 of their starting 18 yeah. players, or the squad of 18. And they drew four each in that game with a team who are what, seven places below Strasbourg. Strasbourg have good home form. PSG are by, they're the best team in the league by a mile. But they will not have Neymar, Mbappe, Di Maria... Um, Icardi none of these players will be featuring in that game and Strasbourg have enough in them at home because they're chasing Europe to beat this team and you're getting them at 7-2 that's huge so again check the lineup. but PSG are so far ahead and for years now all these owners want it's the same as Man City oh definitely they want the Champions League they've dominated French football the same way City have dominated English football they have no interest anymore they only want that so they'll be resting players in preparation to play Real Madrid. So if you see no Mbappe, 
You'll know actually probably already because I'd found out very quickly in the Amiens when I went to players not playing, they had the full squad listed. So they already knew who hadn't travelled. Uh-huh. So you can probably figure this out on Thursday, Friday. There'll be a full list of... If you can get on 72, that's yes, massive. Before, yeah. Well, the Amiens one didn't even change with the odds. That was the thing that I found fascinating. I went, why am I still only getting PSG to win at 25 when they've left all their players at home and they were, what, 3-1 down after 28 minutes? They came back to go 4-3 and then drew 4 each. But yeah, so Strasbourg at home at PSG. Have a look at the squad specifically. That's why I'm taking them. I really like that pick. Yeah, yeah. I've not really like, got much to add to that, to be honest. No, I like it more than what I'm about to read out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the Bundesliga in Germany. This game's Saturday, 2.30pm kickoff time. It's Freiburg versus Union Berlin. This will be close. Pretty close game. Ninth place for Freiburg. Tenth place for Union. Freiburg haven't been brilliant at home this season. 17 home points. It makes them 12th in the home game form table. Union have now won their last three away games in a row and have also won the last three meetings of these clubs. The most recent meeting was also away at Freiburg and Union won that game 3-1. Union are in pretty good form just now. You're getting better than 2-1 for another Union away win, which I think is really possible. I think it's more possible than the odds suggest. Yeah. So I'm happy to take Union Berlin at 11-5. Yeah, they're looking good just now. They're also like 1-1 with Bayer Leverkusen, as we speak. They've just went down to 10 men, though. Just went down to 10 uh, men. So. They, they were 1-0 up at Leverkusen in the quarterfinals of the Cup. But they've been down to 10 men before they've conceded. So they were they were winning that game 11-11. They're playing really well just now. Um, I, I look out for uh, Union scores. I go to some of their games. Uh, they've got a tremendous stadium. It's one of the best footballing experiences you can do is go and see a Union Berlin game. Well, we were we were in Berlin um, at the start of November when Union were playing Hertha. But we'll we, never but, get tickets for no, that. No, because it was at Union's ground and they only hold what nineteen thousand. Yeah, yeah. If it'd been at Hertha, we'd half a chance, but absolutely fucking no chance. But they're so as a result, I'll look out and see their highlights and watch their games if available. So. They're really good just now. Um, Gordo's outsider is in the La Liga 2. Almira versus Deportivo La Coruña, or as they've been renamed, just La Coruña. The away team, La Coruña, are 15-4. This on Almira's home form alone is worth looking at at 15-4. This team are similar to my call-out of Leeches, or whoever friends are playing. Somebody please tell me how to pronounce you've this. S- you've said it four different, different ways. ways. <laughs> <laughs> and I've only mentioned it three times. <laughs> um, it's The home team have dropped 18 points on a possible 32. They are not good at home. Um, the away team are on a run of three wins, one draw and one defeat. So they're arguably, they're capable of winning away games. Almeria are definitely capable of dropping loads of points. I'm on God on this one. I think he's found a really good outsider. And it's long odds, which I really like. There's some big shouts in there this week. I like yeah. the outsiders. Yeah, but these are outsiders. I'm going to get creative with how I how I perm these, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Almeria could like run away 5-1 winners, but at the same time, it, it seems that the right side of this pick is Almeria are just yeah. under evens, and I have no interest in a team that have dropped more points than they've gained. No, home. you're not going to back that at that price. Um, onto the charities so this is £10 of your own money which will be a fourfold a this fourfold, week fourfold a mega charity week James kick us <laughs> off 
no pressure. So for my charity pick, uh, I went to the Bundesliga on Saturday at two, half past two. Uh, Leverkusen versus Eintracht Frankfurt. I've went for the home team, Leverkusen. They're on a brilliant run of form at home just now. They're fifth in the league. Frankfurt are twelfth. Uh, they're very solid at home. They've got some quite notable f- performances in both competitions. You've got Porto. They've got a win at home at Porto and a win at home to Dortmund who are kind of pushing yeah. for the title. Whereas Frankfurt, not so hot at home. There's a lot of draws, a lot of losses in for that one as well. Uh, it's the worst away side. They've only picked seven points in 11 by, games. By only, some distance. By some distance. They've only scored 11 goals and they've conceded 21. Uh, whereas Leverkusen, they're the fifth best home side. They've got 22 points from 12 games. They've scored 21 goals and they've conceded 13. So for something like that I'm quite uncomfortable with that there I'm quite happy that it's going to be a home win for that there I like it and we'll obviously be able to tell in like 9 minutes whether or not they beat Andy's outsider <laughs> in the cup <laughs> make right it now. waffle a wee bit um, yeah Frankfurt's away form are awful I'd be all over that I'm just hoping Leverkusen's home form halts in about yeah. uh, 14 days time when they play Rangers <laughs> um, my charity is was my value because the odds have slashed I've moved it so it's National at home to Benfica B so this is the same league as Ryan Gold's Forenza the home side are top of the league, joint top with SC Forenza. They are 6-10 to 10 to win at home, so just, just over 1-2. to two. They've got 4 wins of 5 at home. Benfica B have lost 3 out of 5 away. They've lost 7 out of 10 home and away. They're not a great side. They're a feeder club for the first team. That's all they ever do. I really like National, and I think it's it's a way for me to do two things. Get a good pick in, and if they keep up the winning form and keep Forenza honest at the top of the league, yeah. I can at least get some money out of it. So I think they are by far the favourites. I did think the odds would be tighter than six to ten. To be honest, yeah, I thought it'd been closer even just because Benfica B have drawn a lot of games as well. But National versus Benfica B in the Portuguese second division, six to ten the home side. I'm taking you to the MLS on Saturday at ten p.m. Leverkusen are two one up. Yes, that's that's fine for me. It's <laughs> yeah. a ten man Union Berlin. I don't, don't <laughs> They were winning at 11 v 11. Exactly. Uh, MLS on Saturday evening at 10 o'clock. This game will be on telly. I always try and make the charity game a game that people can watch. Right, okay. Um, I think this will be a good game because we're only one game into the MLS season. So this involves Toronto FC, who were uh, in the final last year. Toronto drew away with San Jose um, on opening day and they're playing New York City, who we've already mentioned, lost away at Columbus Crew. Toronto are really solid at home. They've lost only once in their last 12 home ties. In 2019, the club's played three times. Two matches were won by Toronto and the other ended in a one-all draw. So a home win here is 17-20. to 20. Yeah, the only, my only note was that it's a new season, but yeah. I did also say, remember when teams are travelling? They're so, travelling to Canada. Yeah, So, but New York City have also travelled for their first game as well, so they've yep. not been sat at home. So this is, uh, it's Ronnie Dyler, it's in charge of them, right? It is, yeah, yeah. New so, York so, now. Yeah. And Gary McKay-Stevens, so there is at least a bit of interest to watch also, just outside of the charity bit. Um, Gordo's pick... Carl Zaziena. <laughs> in, in the Dritter League. They're a million to one. <laughs> um, Melbourne victory at home is Sydney FC. Gordo is taking the away team. Sydney FC, who are breaking every record imaginable in the Australian League. Points, goals, home wins. Uh, Jamie McLaren broke the record for the first 10 goals in the first 10 games. They are just phenomenal. Melbourne victory's home record is actually very good. Yeah. But the only team to beat them recently at home was Sydney FC in a 3-0 win. So it's hard for me to make the case that Melbourne victory are so good at home when somebody came three weeks ago and scudded them. So I can see why God is taking it. Eleven to eight is really good odds, and it yeah. helped it helped build me out in my national odds as well. So together, 
That and the fact it's a fourfold this week. Yeah. What have you got, Andy? Do you know how much it is? is that I'm, just, I'm pricing up just now, yeah. that's uh... So £10 of our own money, fourfold. If we don't win, the tenner goes to charity anyway. If we do win, the total of... It's going to be a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for all the prices on 365 to get at. Right, okay, it doesn't that'll matter. But it's going to be a fourfold on Leverkusen. Nationality beat Benfica B, Toronto beat New York City, and Sydney to win away at Melbourne Victory. Sounds like a good fourfold. Yep. Um, there's been, I, I'm now back on Facebook, so I can now see the stuff in the Facebook group. There is, so this is again, you can now only get access if you're not already involved by joining the $5 Patreon tier. There is some exceptional stuff in there. Benevento away to Perugia was amazing. Last night's Jerry Buchanan. That was, that. Well, yeah. 11 to 8. That was ridiculous. Huge. And I've said also, by looking into that deeper, Perugia lost three key players um, during the window to one of the one of the teams chasing promotion in Serie B. So watch them away from home. I suspect they'll crumble a lot and the odds don't seem to fall in this country. They seem to stick with, oh, Perugia, Perugia are mid-table. Yeah. They look okay. So that was a great shout of Benevento away. So there's been loads of stuff, but yet, you can probably give more information. Yeah, Ollie Hornby, solid fourfold shout again. That was last night on the midweek games. Um, came in at four to one. It was extra draw. Plymouth Swindon draw Benevento. So Benevento appearing again. I got greedy and just took all the wins. Right, okay. Extra drew one each with Crew. So that was annoying for yeah. me. But that wasn't what he put in the group. His pick one. Um, good shout. Ross Black, Sterling Albion to beat Brecon at five to six. That's good value in there. Andrew Rice, Napoli to win against Torino again. Good value there. A great pick from Gavin Locke. Um, persuading everyone to get on Cheltenham at fourteen to five to beat Colchester, two 0 win. I must have missed that fourteen to five. That's brilliant and a comfortable two 0 win. And Gary Morrison, who had a tremendous shout in the Bahrainian That's what Premier I was about to, That's the one I did follow. I had a tenner on that at five to four. I think. It was yeah, it. superb, comfortable three 0 win. That's the stuff I want. Some guy that's gone. I've looked at the Bahrainian Premier League. Yeah. Why don't we all have a wee because, look at this? Because I've I've always said that I will not bet during the week. But it was a Friday morning he put that up. So I was like, you know what? I'll put a tenner in. It could be the start of my weekend. And it, my tenner took me up to 18 quid. So I was already... And then I got Gordo's double from the Friday night. So I was like, well, I'm... Doing pretty well. And then I got my Melbourne victory game. I was like, I'm sitting pretty, yeah, then pretty I, well then right I, now. Then I came along. So I think uh, Mitchell David, David Mitchell, David David, David Mitchell, Mitchell, whatever his name actually is, <laughs> right? He made a very good point. And we don't claim to be like betting experts, but he has said since joining the Facebook group, it would more than have paid for like a subscription to the lowest tier patron. Oh, easy. So yeah. the stuff you're getting there is, and also we're not condoning that everyone bet on every single thing that's there. We're just saying, if you happen to look for a coupon when somebody throws your suggestion, have a wee investigate these suggestions further. Yeah. Like Jared Warren, he always finds great bets. There was total lead shots in their match against Hull and he noticed that the line was 16 or something yes. in Skybet. Yeah. So that came in, 17 came in. Um, Gareth Boder does some excellent work as well some spreadsheet work there's just really good stuff on there so guys do look at the Facebook group do join the Patreon tier uh, the $5 level will get you into that group obviously the $15 level that gets you everything everything gets you in as well um, yeah again usual if you like the episode share it retweet it it's the only way we're actually going to grow is just by doing it the Facebook group's actually been a massive help to us to grow the community because the listeners are clearly going up as the people join so people are maybe joining just because they want in the Facebook group and then they download the episode so it helps us all um, yep best of luck with tips have a good weekend yep you can get us on Twitter they can get James our special yeah, guest we'll give yeah. James a shout out because they know where we are yeah so you'll find us uh, I'm part of Five Club uh, Five's Premier 
<laughs> Fife, Fife, Scotland's premier Fife based podcast. Uh, you'll find us on Twitter at Fife Club. You'll find us on Facebook at Fife Club Pod. You can go to our website, www.fifeclub.co.uk, or what we like to say, just fucking Google us and you'll find us there. <laughs> <laughs> you can get me at ASV Sports. And you can get us all at Trample Bit. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye bye. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.